Hello, Dallas Rogers here, and welcome to this little mini episode in the Transforming Infrastructure Governance podcast series that we're producing. And this little mini episode is on a methodology, really, and the methodology is the systematic literature review. Now, I was a bit of a skeptic of dragging this methodology over from health and science into social science, and I wanted to hear a little more about how the team was translating this methodology for the work they're doing in this incubator project. So let's get into this conversation about the systematic literature review. So Rebecca and Leighton, thanks for joining us on City Road Podcast. And this is a little bit of a strange intervention here. What we're going to be doing is talking about a methodology, really, that you've been using in this incubator project, and it's the systematic lit review. And of course, the systematic lit review comes out of science. It's very popular in in health, where, say, you want to investigate a form of cancer, you would collect every single peer-reviewed paper on that version of cancer, and then you would systematically go through it. There were those uh, studies would have been controlled trials, which were very contained, and you can compare them very easily. And what we want to talk about today is actually dragging that method from science over into what we might call social science and urban planning. And before we get there, though, I think, Leeton, it might be good for you to just tell us what is a systematic lit review. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me first. Um, the systematic literature review is uh, just one type of literature review, right? So um, when we do research, we uh, usually do literature review because we need to know what knowledge out there. And systematic literature review is basically to examine those knowledge out there in a more systematic way. Rather than sporadically looking few documents here and there, we followed a certain procedure to examine the existing evidence base. So that's why we call it systematic literature review, so that it falls into our objective, what we wanted to look and whether we are looking at that in a more systematic way. Uh, Basically, if I extend it a little bit, saying that every research has a method, systematic literature review is a method that we can describe that method so that other people can follow that, Um, just following the rules of science. Yeah. Could you talk me through a basic systematic lit review, how you would go about it in, you know, sort of science? Yeah. So if you look at uh, like traditional literature review, when we do traditional literature review, we just jump on to the topic and, and we review what we found out there, right? But in a systematic literature review, we need to specify few things at the outset. Basically, what we will be looking at. Uh, what would be our scope of looking at? Should we go, for example, in our case, uh, in infrastructure governance, should we be looking at just transport infrastructure? Or should we be looking at community infrastructure? Should we be looking at water infrastructure? Or what would be the scope? So we define that scope at the outset. Then we start looking at existing evidence based on within that scope using some sort of keywords that that are more likely to be used in the literature for that scope. And we search some 
databases, for example, existing evidence-based are published in either journal article, conference paper, books. So we search the database using those keywords uh, so that we get everything out there based on what we are interested in to review. And again, systematic literature review can be many types. For example, it could be systematic scoping review, it could be a systematic meta-analysis, it could be a systematic descriptive review, it could be a systematic qualitative review of things. In this particular project, we looked at systematic review, not in a quantitative way, not like a meta-analysis, not doing any statistical analysis, but we wanted to map out what is out there in this broader infrastructure context so that we have an holistic idea of infrastructure as a generic view, not quantitatively mapping, but identifying the linkages in a more qualitative way, what is out there, and also a little bit of descriptive thing, saying that, okay, if we classify infrastructure as, as a whole concept, then we can break it down to different types of infrastructure. And what is the research there? Um, who is doing more research in this particular context? Is it transport infrastructure? Is it water infrastructure? So we did a little bit of quantitative, but we say the descriptive quantitative. It's not like a hard scientific quantitative meta-analysis kind of review. Excellent. And Rebecca, what's it like working on a systematic lit review in a project like this? Well, this was my first time to do a systematic literature review. So at the beginning, it certainly felt very, despite the fact that it is an approach which is very systematic and has a protocol, it felt doing it quite messy because it's just such a large method with many different components to it. But it was an, a really fantastic learning experience, in part because the challenge with this systematic literature review is that there isn't a clear existing, pre-existing field of infrastructure governance literature that's that's clearly defined and well understood. So if there you mean like if you were doing a study on throat cancer, there would be a clearly defined field and a set of clearly defined studies you could go look at. But in infrastructure governance, the term infrastructure, the term governance are both contested and the way that people would go about those studies is different. So... I imagine there there's just you need to amend the methodology a bit. Absolutely. And we had to do a bit of a fair bit of testing at the outset to even understand what was going to give us a you know the kinds of studies that we were seeking and what was also going to provide a kind of a reasonable number of of outputs for it, for us to even manage. So that had a lot of challenges at the outset, but it was very interesting to work through those challenges and in the end there's no way that with something that's got fuzzy boundaries like that, there's no way that you could call it comprehensive in any sense. We just had to make lots of decisions at various points that the, these are the boundaries that we're going to work with. And the advantage of doing a systematic literature review is that you make all of that clear when you're describing your methods so that anyone reading or anyone who wants to, you know, replicate the approach, you know, would have a reasonable chance of doing so. Yeah. Uh, Leighton... There's a fair bit of gatekeeping around the idea of the systematic lit review. It is a has a process. It has its own internal methodology. It's connected to science. What was it like to come over and work in an interdisciplinary way and to kind of rethink this method with a bunch of scholars that 
uh, just work in different ways? Uh, I think the idea here is uh, the systematic literature review that we have done, I would say this is a systematic scoping review. As you said earlier, there is this, these are contested terms, both infrastructure and governance. So uh, we scoping review meaning we mapped out the entire field in a more systematic way, right? And given that we mapped out the entire field, it, it is a planning, it is governance, it is funding, it is, you name it. So we have mapped all those different elements together. So it gives a kind of broad brush picture of the entire field. And as I said, it, it covers so many different disciplines together. And that, that is the benefit of doing this analysis. It, it has some elements for all the disciplines. And it shows the way we can communicate, we can collaborate, we can do networking with other sectors or between planning, between governance, between engineering, between you name it. So it shows how those different fields are connected and it creates opportunity for collaboration, I would say. And Rebecca... I like this idea of disciplinary flexibility. I think we, there needs to be a fair bit of disciplinary flexibility here for different disciplines and different scholars from different disciplines to work together on a method like this. You need to understand maybe where this method has come from and some, some of its underlying philosophies and ideas, but you need to be flexible enough to both change those and, and sort of reflect on, you know, what other people are thinking of what you're doing is in, in the process. How did you go about sort of having those discussions or did you have those discussions? I, I think we had kind of many discussions around that, particularly as we, as we were kind of adapting, you know, the, the methods and the approaches as we went. And I've certainly had a lot of time to reflect on it since. And I'm quite excited about the potential for adapting systematic literature reviews and, and scoping reviews, as Lytton mentioned, to all of the sort of diverse contexts that we um, that we deal with in the social sciences and and thinking about it in from a kind of a, a spatial sciences and urban planning perspective, that that interdisciplinarity, that aspect of interdisciplinarity is uh, really useful because I suppose one of the core uh, aims of our project was to be able to think about lessons across different infrastructure sectors. And so much of our existing research is within these sectoral silos. So transport researchers will mostly talk to transport researchers and water people will mostly talk to water people. And that translates into... Um, the way we kind of approach them in policy and and also in pol politics and and discourse. So this was this was in part an attempt to kind of reach across those uh, sectors um, through the research and try to think about what some of those common challenges and and commonalities are and how they might help us inform a, a kind of a language for us to think and, and speak together. I wanted to wrap up with a question about the politics of knowledge and data. So if things are perceived to be quantitative and scientific and therefore rigorous, they're objective, and sometimes qualitative material is seen to be a bit subjective and so not generalizable and therefore not of as much value, particularly in the kind of media 
uh, not yeah, well, in the media, but also I'm thinking actually about the policy making space. Do you have any reflections on this? Because I feel like there's some interesting things happening inside this methodology with subjectivity and objectivity and the types of data that you're creating. Leighton? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, there are two aspects here. One is about the data that we are gathering and the data that we are, that we are analyzing. And the second is the content of the data itself. So, uh, okay. I'll talk first about the content, infrastructure as a big topic. And within that topic, if I recall correctly, around 90% of the papers probably highlighted that politics is one of the key words in, in, in infrastructure in general. Um, when uh, a writer, a researcher is talking about infrastructure, politics come inherently. That is the, the content side of the infrastructure. So infrastructure and politics are related. Now on the qualitative and quantitative aspects of, of it, um, as a social science researcher, we are not saying that, for example, 99.99% uh, of the time that drug will work for a people. Social science inherent has some biasness. Um, and as a result, all the papers that we reviewed, it is qualitative findings and it may not be applicable everywhere, right? So it's not like a drug testing and their applicability to human being. It's like a some infrastructure, for example, will work in certain context, but will not in another context because of socioeconomic status, because of the politics, and because of the rationale of doing those infrastructure system, right? So the findings that we get is not like a pure medical science kind of findings, but at least it gives you some sort of indication of what researchers are interested about and what are, what are their findings. And when we found that something is 90% of the time researcher is talking about, that means we need to take this seriously. So politics and infrastructure are coming again and again in, in our review. So that means they are related about at least 90% of the time they are coming together, right? So yes, although we are doing dealing with subjective statements, subjective views, subjective findings, but it shows you the significance of these things. Excellent. What about you, Rebecca? What do you think about this idea of subjectivity, objectivity, quant, qual data? Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a, a a trend to think about these things in quite binary terms, especially in a lot of public discourse, because often the language of research that that people are more exposed to is often coming from uh, you know sciences and and health and things like that, where research is reported and understood and, and um, evaluated in certain ways. And there's a lot less common understanding in a lot of cases of the way that, you know, social sciences and, and humanities are thought of and, and therefore the way that more qualitative research works, the way that we evaluate it, the way that we understand it. So, you know, there's certainly there is no hard binary between those things. A lot of research, you know, kind of uses bits of both and and there's a lot of fuzziness and and uh, flexibility I suppose in how all of these different elements play into informing research methods play into the way that we interpret 
research play into the the scope and the role of of research and findings, etc. So yeah, it's often not as um, as simplistic as as people kind of can understand things, I suppose, outside of of research worlds. Hey, thanks so much for having a quick chat to me about the Systematic Lit Review. It's been really fascinating. And I must say, I was a little bit of a skeptic to start with. I've always been slightly nervous about dragging this methodology over from science into social science, but you're well on your way to changing my mind. So thanks for uh, being the people that did that. Thanks for having, having us. Yeah. 